0: The following is a podcast brought to you by the Torch Community Center in the Clocktower Plaza in Morgantown, Pennsylvania, dedicated to continuing the work of Jesus peaceably, simply, together, the love of Jesus filling every heart. Welcome to the Walking Jesus podcast, where we discuss practical, actionable steps for walking with Jesus in a Christian life without confusion, hassle, or stress. I'm your host, Pastor Brett Swales, so let's get moving. You know, bitterness is unbelief. For some people, anger is pent up. Under a calm exterior, it ferments where no one can see it. Where some may erupt when angry, others turn red in the face and tremble. Still others become sullen and silent. Many become caustic and cutting with their tongues. But everybody deals with it somehow because anger is universal. And most of it is not good. I base that on James 1, 19 to 20, which says, Be slow to anger, for the anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. We should learn how to be slow to anger because what comes fast is usually tainted by unrighteousness. It's being human rather than being godly. On the other hand, we know that not all anger is bad. Jesus was a man without sin, yet it says in Mark 3, 5, He looked around at them with anger grieved at their hardness of heart. And Paul says in Ephesians four twenty six, be angry and sin not. So not all anger is bad. Some is good, right, and necessary. But if all anger is not bad, then how do we tell the difference? Mainly, the Bible warns us against the dangers of anger. Put away all anger and wrath and malice from Colossians 3, 8. And then, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor be put away from you with all malice, Ephesians 4.31. And now the works of the flesh are plain, strife, jealousy, and anger, Galatians 5.20. But Matthew 5.22 warns us, everyone who is angry with his brother shall be liable judgment. Anger is very dangerous. If it takes root in your heart and and it becomes a grudge or an unforgiving spirit, it can destroy you. That's the point of Jesus' parable in Matthew 18 about the unforgiving servant. After having his massive debt canceled by the king, he refuses to cancel the tiny debt of his friend, and so the king throws him into jail for his heartlessness. Jesus closes out this parable with a warning in verse 35. So also will my heavenly Father do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So anger is very dangerous. It can take over your heart, turn into a lasting grudge or an unforgiving spirit, and the result is judgment. Jesus said very plainly in Matthew 6.15, If you do not forgive men their trespass, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. To feel the weight of that warning, let's put it in three separate parts. Number one, no one goes to heaven by being unforgiven by God. Heaven is a place given only to sinners who have been forgiven. Number two, no one goes to heaven who is unforgiving. Jesus treats anger the way he treats lust. If you don't fight lust, you probably don't go to heaven. Matthew five twenty nine. So if your right eye causes you to sin, take it out and throw it away. It is much better for you to lose a part of your body than to have your whole body thrown into hell battle against unbelief therefore when Jesus teaches that an unforgiving spirit or bitterness leads to judgment and not to salvation he means that bitterness is a kind of unbelief and the way to fight against it is to fight the fight of faith the battle against bitterness is not an effort to work our way to heaven it is a battle to believe the Word of God and and thereby bank on the promises of grace. The battle against bitterness is the battle against unbelief. I will show this in a minute. And the peace and rest and joy that come in place of anger and bitterness are in Romans fifteen thirteen, where it says, May God, the source of hope, fill you with all joy and peace by means of your faith in him, so that your hope will continue to grow by the power of the Holy Spirit. Four Ways to Battle Bitterness and Unbelief There are four ways to battle bitterness and unbelief. Furthermore, if God empowers His Word now with the Holy Spirit unto your heart, there will be great results. Your heart will be freed from the burden of bitterness, at least from your side of things. And relationships can now perhaps be healed. Number one, don't ignore the good advice of the doctor. The first way to battle the unbelief of bitterness is basic. Namely, consider what the doctor says as being good advice. If the great physician said, put away anger, then don't ignore that counsel. Put it in your mind and resolve to keep it. That's what you do if you trust your doctor. So, the first way to battle bitterness and unbelief is to believe the doctor's advice is good. If you trust his counsel, you will take pains to get it into your head and heart. Number two, cherish being forgiven by God. The second way to battle the unbelief of bitterness that you have is to really cherish being forgiven by God. Paul said in Ephesians 4:32, he said, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. In other words, being forgiven by God should have a powerful effect on our being a people that do not hold grudges or suffer bitterness. How does being forgiven make you a forgiving person? We answer, by faith in our being forgiven, by believing that we are forgiven. Number three, trust that God's justice will prevail. The third way to battle the unbelief of bitterness is to trust that God's justice is going to overcome. One cause of bitterness is feeling that you have been wronged by someone. They have lied about you, or stolen from you, or been unfaithful to you, or maybe let you down or rejected you. This is the pain of being hurt, but you also feel that they should be punished, and you know you may be right, but you dwell on the injustice. You go over it again and again in your mind, and it chews your insides. You think of things you might say to put them in their place. You think of things you could do to show others their true colors. Now, in this case, God is not pleased, and the reason is because it comes from unbelief in the certainty that God's justice will prevail. Romans 12, verse 19 says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. What this text says is that God has made a promise that he himself will repay all wrongs in perfect measure. His justice will prevail. No wrong has escaped his notice. He sees its evil far better than you do. He hates it more than you do. And it is he who claims the right to take vengeance. Now, do you really believe it? Do you trust God to settle accounts for you far more justly than you could ever settle them? If you believe, then you will stop savoring revenge you will leave it to God and you will be free to return good for evil and bless those who persecute you. After all, no one was wronged worse than Jesus was. No one got a raw deal as bad as his. No one was abused more. No one was rejected more. And no one was as innocent. So what did he do when his heart filled with moral indignation? Well, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return, and when he suffered, he did not threaten, but trusted to him who judges justly. That is, he handed over his grievance to God. Now why? Because although he had become one of us, and he was showing us that vengeance is God, and that justice will prevail. With that confidence, Jesus never allowed any sinful bitterness to rise in his heart, and we shouldn't either. The way to battle bitterness is to believe that vengeance belongs to the Lord and that he will repay. If you keep a grudge, you doubt the judge. Number four, trust God's purpose to make it good. The final way to battle the unbelief of bitterness is to trust God's purpose to turn the cause of your anger for your good. 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7 says, For a little while you may have to suffer various trials so that the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, which though perishable is tested by fire, may redound to praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, God allows trials in our lives that could make us very angry. If they couldn't, they wouldn't be trials. But the reason he does allow them is to refine our faith the way gold is refined by fire. Remember the song, Refiners Fire? This means that the battle against bitterness in the midst of trial is nothing other than the battle against unbelief. We will look to the sovereign goodness of God and believe that he means us good in the refining fire. Or will we surrender to unbelief and let bitterness grow and rule? Let me summarize those four points. Number one, believe that what the great physician says is good advice. If he says, put away anger, then don't ignore the counsel. Put it in your mind and resolve to keep it. Number two, believe that you yourself are forgiven and that being forgiven by an infinitely holy God is an awesome thing. Number three, believe that vengeance belongs to God and he will repay those who do wrong. Number four, believe that God's purpose in all your trials is to turn the cause of your anger for your good. This podcast was brought to you by the Torch Community Center in Morgantown, Pennsylvania, dedicated to continuing the work of Jesus peacefully, simply, and together. Christian services Sundays at 9:30 a.m. Need prayer? Send prayer requests to Sunday Gathering Prayer at yahoo.com. The love of Jesus filling every heart. Thank you. Good day.